0: today's call. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here in, um, where are we? Liz, West
1: Hollywood. We're in West Hollywood, California, Leanne, (laughs) in the beautiful Wondry Studio here on Sunset Boulevard.
0: (laughs) That sounds great, doesn't it? Super pro. It's a relatively new address for me, so I'm still... (laughs) Still learning how to get here. Our sister Julie is in Dallas, Texas. But let me be the first to say, welcome back to America, kangaroos! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hear all about the trip to Australia, Liz. You, yes. You're beaming. I I'm feel be- like yes. you've been gone forever. I. It felt like a super long trip. I was gone for two and a half weeks,
1: but it felt much longer. And I've been back for less than twenty four hours, so still a little woozy. Still a little woozy. Got to admit.
0: And Julie, you're there in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I've briefly spoken to you. So many things you wouldn't tell me because you're like, oh, I'm saving it for the podcast. But you're okay. You're recovering. Welcome back to America.
2: Uh, I well, I'm. I'm kind of sad I'm not in Australia because, you know, tonight... The best place for viewing the super blood blue moon, which is the trifecta of moons that we're having tonight, of course, is in Western Australia. Oh,
1: oh we, I just we just missed it added
2: that to our trip.
1: You know, <laughs> we did not consult the lunar calendar. We looked at the sports calendar and a few other things. But next time, the lunar calendar review will go into the vacation planning.
2: Yeah, so I don't know anything about the stars or the moon or anything like that. But all I know is tonight or early tomorrow morning, just look up everybody. It's going to be a super blood blue moon. (laughs) Okay.
0: Seems hard to be both, but I'm going to take your word for it. Joel. It's
2: three things, Leanne. It's it's a blue moon because it's a full, it's the second full moon within the same month. Yeah, it's going to be a reddish color because of this lunar eclipse, and it's going to be a super moon because the moon is actually going to be closer to the Earth than at other points in time.
0: All right, fantastic. Well, you've just done it. You've explained <laughs> astronomy to all of us, Julie. You really learned a lot in Australia. Really. <laughs>
2: i got 10 things, Leon, for the show that I've learned in Australia that I want to share with everyone. Yes. All
0: right. We're looking forward to that. If you are new to listening to Satellite Sisters, we've been doing this show for a long time. Long time. Uh, we're three real sisters. We have two other sisters, but three of us get behind the mics once a week. We're so happy to have you here. Liz and I are in Southern California. Julie's in Dallas, Texas. For information, you can always go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com. We have a very active facebook group we'd love you to be a part of you know while you guys were in australia i welcomed a lot of new members to the satellite <laughs> sister facebook group good
1: work Leah. yeah Check you also off. did a special with sheila and monica our two other sisters the jv team if you guys have not listened to that podcast yet and you want to know like so what are the two other sisters have going on it's a complete recap it is. of some, <laughs> it is. some That was
2: a compelling interview you conducted <laughs> thank with you the- yeah, <laughs> I I
0: always need to give them some structure, or else it's just who knows yes. what's going to happen. As we say, hilarity ensues. <laughs> oh. uh, but we have tons and tons of shows. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts. You can hear us on Stitcher. You can hear us Spotify on Spotify. We have confirmation that if you you can find us on Sonos through the iHeart uh, Radio app, and you can just yell at Alexa, "Play Satellite Sisters," <laughs> and apparently that works too. Alexa, play Satellite Sisters.
1: Okay, it's (laughs) going on all over the country now. I love it.
0: All right, Uh, but today we are—it's almost all Australia all the time. Yes. So we're going to hear about Great Barrier Reef. We have, we have, you know, flora, fauna, fish, snakes, lizards. That's coming up. Uh huh. Uh, In the middle of your vacation, Liz, you were called to a summit. I understand. (laughs)
2: That's right. I mean, you know Liz, she goes on vacation and somehow gets the invite to a summit.
1: Okay. To be fair, Julie got invited too.
2: Too. They begged me. They begged me Lian to come to this. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that, okay? But it was the last vacation day. I was traveling with my husband and I didn't feel like I could leave him. I didn't want to leave him for our last vacation day.
1: But it was very timely, Lee, and I'll tell you more when we get to it, but it was all about, it was an inspirational women's day at the Australian Open, which we're going to tell you about. But a lot of the issues that came up, Billie Jean King was the lead speaker, it was very timely considering everything that was going on back home with USA Gymnastics, and I know you have been very close to that story, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today, Right, too. we're going to have a
0: chance to talk about that. This is the first um, live show we've done in a couple of weeks to update people on that, and then. You- you did go to the Australian, Australian Open, Open, yes? Where you appear yes. to be sitting in Roger Federer's box <laughs> or something. I mean, the two of you—that was some- we will explain. Okay, how- we, yes, yeah. it's
2: just we had we had very, we, we really had a bird's eye view of that tournament, and I told Elizabeth, I, I told our sister Elizabeth everything she now knows about tennis, right, Liz, Yes. You're, you're,
1: oh, I'm yeah. going to tell you about that. Having yeah. your own commentator sitting next to you, like Kevin. whispering to you about what the shots are. <laughs> it felt very professional. First, before we go on, Leanne, I do have a couple of not exactly gifts, but gestures for oh. you. Yay. This is what everyone needs at the Australian Open. They hand this out. I did not open it. I saved it for you. I could only bring you one because, as you'll see... It involves liquid, so I was only allowed three ounces on the plane on the way home. But this is, here you go, the official Australian Open spray bottle of water for your face and wet towel. Oh, my gosh. Which I'm telling you comes in super handy in Australia. Thank you. So you get that. Thank you so much. You know, if you go to a sporting event, you're pro at going to sporting events, I know. It's all about having the right lanyard. Yeah. So here you go. My Australian Open lanyard, which with a pass to one of the night sessions we went to. Thank but you it. see that big O on the front? Yes. It's and a,
2: you want that O. I'm telling you, that O opened doors. <laughs> that, that people, I don't even, I mean, we were with, you know, I, I can't even I say.
1: More yeah. on that later. But anyway, we're not sure what doors will open in the USA with that O. But you should try just wearing it around and okay. see if you get any free food or anything sure yeah because we did and then last but not least to <laughs> the my official australian open face fan i'm demonstrating here but look at that with the sponsor's name on it i thought you might need oh, that Oh wow you you do go to a lot of I sporting do. events those that would be handy at any sporting event where you're sitting in the sun so there you go <laughs> more on that later thank
2: you Liz. those are some quality gifts you brought back it is it's so thank you. thoughtful <laughs> we looked at the t-shirts but then we were like no we don't have room in our suitcase so there you go <laughs> Leon. you're all set <laughs> but let's let's start at the beginning. That Liz, Liz and I, and my husband uh, took a trip to Australia. It was our Australian adventure, and it was the most excellent adventure. And as part of that, I came away with I think ten big learnings about Australia and about sporting events and Australians. And I just thought we'd we'd share that and and share some of our experiences. Number one is that. Australia is not as far as you think it is. You know, I think for many people, when they think about Australia, they're like, "Oh God, that's so far away. Or I-, I can't possibly even contemplate like visiting or traveling to that country because it's so far away. Well, we live in Dallas, Texas, and we flew to the West Coast. and from the West coast to Sydney, It's really only three or four movies and a nap. (laughs) And I think that's the way you should think about it. And who among us has not watched either a whole season of The Crown or two seasons of The Crown and taken a nap? And if you did that, you could be in Australia. You see, Leanne? I do. People should not be afraid of of the travel, okay? Because, you know, from the West Coast to Europe, it's like 10 hours or 11 hours. From Dallas to Europe, it's 10 hours. It's just like one more movie. I know. So, I'm with you, so, Joy. And I yeah. have two excellent movie recommendations. If you are not boarding a plane to Australia, but after this uh, this podcast, you get in the mood for something Australian. Number one, go ahead and download. Australia, with that with Hugh Jackman oh. and Nicole Kidman. Have you seen that lately? <laughs> yes, you know, yes I have. The Baz Luhrmann special. Yes. It, has, it features a very beefy Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He must have been like 20 pounds heavier at the time. And I, Nicole Kidman's waist could not be any smaller in this movie. <laughs> so I uh, highly recommend that Australian classic. And then the second movie that maybe you all know about, but I don't know, maybe I missed it when I was out of the country. Is the Australian classic Red Dog? Have you seen this movie? No. no. Okay, you have to rent this. I'm telling you, it is. And think it's an Australian full monty with a dog, and then as a bonus, and inexplicably, Josh Lucas is the oh. romantic leader. Oh, <laughs> I'm in. <I laughs> that love is him.
1: inexplicable.
2: <laughs> okay, so you, Liz, I cried, I laughed. I cried again watching this movie. It's a movie. It's a romantic movie with the dog at the center of it, uh, set in Australia. So that sounds awesome. And you do when you
1: see a movie on an airplane, you do cry more. That's a scientific fact. So (laughs) I, I will watch it now that I'm home.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's it. But Liz, what do you think? Was it that far? I mean, you've traveled to Australia before. It's not that bad, right? It's
1: really not that bad. If you live on the west coast of the United States, you know, everything is far. Europe is almost as far as Australia. So I think you just got to get over it. And Julie, you heard me. I said this to a lot of Australians because they're very conscious of, well, nobody ever comes here because we're so far. I'm like, you guys just have to stop saying that because it's really just one more movie. That's it. It's (laughs) one more movie. You just have. It's just like if you were laying on your living room couch all day. Like really all day. That's how long it takes you to get to Australia. Not so bad. So I'm, I'm with you. You got to go. You
2: can see, Leon, you can see this as an ad campaign, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, can, that's it. Yeah. But it is a big mental hurdle for people. They just think it's so far. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And there's some great fairs to, to go to Australia. So that uh, that's uh, number one learning. Number two learning is that country is much bigger than you even think. Right? I mean – I felt like we were traveling the whole time. The first part of our trip, we were on a boat uh, and uh, we were g- going to see the Great Barrier Reef. And I, I just, I, I look at the map at how far we traveled, which was nowhere. We, we traveled like one seventh of the Great Barrier Reef. And all we did is like move the entire the time, yeah. right? It is, it's just a gigantic, empty country. I think the fact that it's not well, it's not very populated, it gives you that sense of vastness that uh, is even greater than you get when you're driving across the country here in the US.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing that makes the Great Barrier Reef great is that it's so big, it's as big as the entire West Coast or East Coast of the United States. So even though we were only in the upper half, we still covered a lot of open seas during that time, during the time we were on the boat. And it was awesome. So okay, you're right. Yes, it must be the way people feel when they come to the United States on vacation, and try to see a lot. There's, you know, we have more of everything here. But it's a big, vast place.
2: Okay, now my third point, my third learning is probably the most important, which is the more lethal a plant or an animal is, the more likely the Australians have given it a cute name. Can I give you some examples? Okay, so they have these crocodiles, both saltwater and freshwater crocodiles, and it seems like now the freshwater crocodiles are moving into the saltwater, and the saltwater crocodiles are moving up into the freshwater estuaries. Yeah, it's an issue. Estuaries. Um, so, but they're they're just affectionately called by Australians as salties and freshies. <laughs> Oh. Well, no, so bad. Yeah, let's go swimming with the freshies. Yeah. I, uh, I think not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which sounds, if somebody said, let's go swim with the Crocs, you would say no. Yeah. But when they say, whether it's the shoes or the animal, frankly. Right. <laughs> uh, but when they say, let's, you know, there are a few salties in there, but it's okay. Uh, n- no, not okay. Just, Once we figured out what it was.
2: And then there's the whole category of jellies, which would be jellyfish. And and Liz posted the picture of us in our stinger suits. Yes, we wore stinger suits when we were swimming in the waters uh, in Australia, because at the time... This is the season where they have plenty of jellies that won't kill you, but that will sting you. But then they have these microscopic uh, jellies that were in the water. And so by wearing sort of a giant black pantyhose all over your body, over your bathing suit, that protected you from the jellies, Leon. Oh, was yeah. it pretty to swim with the jellies?
0: No. It oh, was because um, they're kind of beautiful sometimes. Well, I,
2: I like them. I, I thought it was kind of cool. I was terrified because they are, the marine biologist on our boat told us, you know, just watch your lips when you're swimming around these moon jellies, which are beautiful because they will sting your lips and your lips are the most sense are a very sensitive part in, in your body. But if you try to purse your lips, Leanne... <laughs> And protect your lips while you're snorkeling. It doesn't work, okay? (laughs) That's
0: a good point.
1: I gotta say, there was one day, Julie and her husband, we were together for four days on this boat. Then they got off, and I stayed on for another three days. So one of those three days, I was snorkeling, and we hit a swarm of moon jellies. Like, even the crew could not believe it, and they were out taking pictures and swimming. So you're swimming in them. Here's what it looks like when you're in the water. If you could imagine someone took a truckload of like silicone breast implants yeah. and dumped them into the water and they were all floating on the surface of the water. That's what it looks like. So you're sort of snow plowing through all these breast implants. I'm thinking about the, what the marine biologist had said about really your lips is the only place they could sting you. And so I'm conscious of that, but I got hit in the face by one Lee and just hit in the face. And I, in fact, got st- Stung on the lips.
2: Right, for lips. Yeah, Sea like, really? cup
1: to the pusser. <laughs> pusser. And yeah, stung on my lips. Wow. So then you're out in the middle of the open ocean. And I thought, well, okay, well, it's not like it hurt that much. It was like a little bee sting. But I couldn't remember exactly how poisonous it was. So I thought, can I stay out here? And all of a sudden, it just got inside my head. And I swam very quickly back to the ship to just make sure right. in case I needed some kind of injection or you know, they if my heart stopped for any reason that they would be able to uh revive me. I was fine. But I I actually get you going though. Yeah. Yeah. You just think about the wildness right of the planet when you are out there. And Julie's right. They give everything cute names. Even when we were in the jungle, Julie, there were some cute names there.
2: Yes, there were uh the gimpy gimpy, which is a sort of has neuro it's a plant that has neurotoxins instead of leaves, Leanne. It just has these <laughs> stinger things. And of course, it's it's throughout the rainforest, the gimpy gimpy plant. And if it touches you, it's all over. And then they also have the wait-a-whiles, uh, which is like a long uh, spindly vine. It doesn't look bad at all. I mean, the gimpy gimpies look dangerous, <laughs> but the wait-a-whiles didn't look that dangerous. But So they sting you, or if you brush up against them, you feel fine, but then you wait a while, and then you drop dead. (laughs) So so generally my rule, what I learned, is just keep your hands to yourself, keep your hands by your side in Australia, and don't touch anything.
0: Yeah. Free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcherbox. Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? And we did see those awful, those bats, what were they called?
2: Like, <laughs> like the flying foxes or something? Well, here's, the, here's the corollary to the more lethal. Even the stuff that isn't lethal looks lethal. <laughs> <laughs> that in the center of the town, Cairns or cans, however they say it, uh, where uh, one of the cultural centerpieces of that little town is the library. Well, right next to the library, I would say, Liz, what? 500 to 1,000 of these large fox bats have taken up residence in the trees all around the library. These are large, three, four-foot bats.
0: These are awful-looking things. Oh, Liz is making a they, face that tells me exactly how
2: bad they are.
0: Oh, they're they four-foot they bats? Okay, they were,
1: no, they're not four-foot. They're, they're like,
0: they're, they're like, a foot, a foot. Okay. Are they foxy? Like, do they, are they They furry? have little foxy faces. Fox, oh,
2: yeah, and they, but they're hanging upside like, down, Leon, yeah. because
0: they're bats.
1: So they're not that cute. And they're flapping their wings, right, Julie? They explained why yeah. they were flapping their wings because they want to yeah, kill you. Is that
2: <laughs> there is no way you would check a book out of the light. <laughs> but again, the tour guide was like, they're, they're fine. We're thinking of relocating them. I was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> to come to this place. But obviously the centerpiece of it is this great barrier wreath. And they don't call it, that's my fourth learning, is they don't call it great barrier wreath for nothing. Leon, it is spectacular. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, we... the. The coral formations that we saw were amazing, right, Liz? Yes, it's just so,
1: it's spectacular, the sheer size of it. And obviously, on, we were on a boat, so we could go out to the outer reef, so there weren't a lot of other boats around. So you have this feeling of being in the open ocean, and then you sort of, you get dumped into the sea, and just everywhere you look, there are these giant coral formations, and some of them so shallow, they called them bommies, because in Australia, they have like... A a cute, shortened version of all of the indigenous words. Uh, so there, there's an indigenous word for the big coral formations, but the, um, the bommies, but there'll be times when you would be swimming, you know, we would just be snorkeling over the top of the bommies. So it feels like there's only a foot of water between oh. you and the top of this. So even when you're snorkeling, you're getting a really up close look of everything's that's there and the fish and the like the fan coral oh we learned about all the different kinds of coral it was really really pretty spectacular saw a shark we saw a shark yeah Mm -hmm. a real shark
0: because we saw those sharks in the galapagos and they said oh don't worry that's not going to kill you you saw a hammerhead we saw but your your blood i mean your your heart rate spikes when you see a a shark Like, even if you think, oh, it's not going to kill me. So
1: yeah. was that... Was well, it a- that shark that we saw, Julie, that day snorkeling in Watson's Bay,
2: wasn't that called like a shovel nose shark or something? Yeah, shovelnose shark. Again, apparently not as lethal as other sharks. It's not getting the same respect. But we, I I, I was like, it, it made my heart stop. You know, we saw octopus. We saw, you saw a giant eagle ray. I saw a whip ray. We, we, I got to swim with sea turtles, and We saw Nemo and angelfish. And, you know, you know uh, what other kinds of fish? Can I we- just
1: say Nemo, branding wise yeah. now, everybody just wants to see a Nemo. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> to the point where the marine biologist just calls them Nemo. Yeah. And they hide in a particular kind of anemone that is poison. Like the movie. Apparently in the movie, you know all of this.
2: <laughs> so,
1: so, yeah. So that was, it was awesome. In and you're way. really
2: struck with, uh, you know, when you when you the more you learn about it is like everything in the ocean has game Lynn. you know, <laughs> that they it all can sting or poison or envelop or, you know, it there it's a jungle out there in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: so there were a number of days where I went scuba diving with Julie's husband was my dive buddy. So yeah. we could go down deep. That's where we saw the eagle ray, which I just want to say. Is an awesome creature. Julie's husband and I both looked at it, and then we made the, like, scuba diver signal to each other. That it is like,
0: oh, my God. <laughs> is that the photo that you posted? Was that oh, the eagle ray? There was a ray with you in that photo. Oh, yeah.
1: I think that was a fish in that oh, photo. Oh, okay.
0: I don't think we got a photo of the ray. How big so was it?
1: it was, well, it's a fish story because yeah. by the time I got out, I was telling Julie, like, if you spread your arms, like, yeah. from tip to tip— yeah. It was a little bit bigger than that. Oh, my gosh. And Julie's husband was like, no, it was at least twice that big. And then from from stem to stern, twice that big again. Anyway. Holy cow. It was a giant ray. Giant ray. That our dive master, who was a, like, super cute Italian, tall, dark, and handsome guy – Rico, Ricardo,
0: uh, pointed out to us. Yes, you
2: definitely, even if you were not interested in scuba, you were interested in Rico.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever Rico had to say was very, very interesting. It was was good. What did Rico say about it? Well, so he's the one that
1: pointed it out to us because, you know, your dive master is sort of taking you down into the lower depths. And they're like game wardens when you're on a safari. They spot things well before you do. So he just gave us the signal to stop. And then he gave us the look at me, look over there signal. So that's what we did. And then out of the mark came this giant ray. Oh, wow. It's, It's dramatic. It's awesome. Julie's right. It's a jungle out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Could that ray kill you?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yes.
2: And again, go back
1: to my point okay. three. <laughs> they happen? got game. Everything yeah. down there has game.
0: Because like in the Galapagos, the animals were not interested in us. Yeah. Like we were just swimming amongst them and they couldn't have cared less. So. Well, the same
1: was true here. But okay. they were explaining like – how Steve Irwin came to die from a ray. And they explained he was literally swimming like right on top of it, like unnaturally close and in a threatening way. Normally that something like that could never have happened. Okay. So, okay. How often do they
0: talk about Steve Irwin?
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, very little. Okay. Very little.
1: (laughs) Particularly
2: when you're on a boat and they're trying to convince you that all these lethal things are not going to hurt you. Everyone in the back, everyone in the back was saying, Oh, what about Steve? What about right. Steve? You yeah. So.
1: Another thing they don't talk about too much, uh, but we asked of course, is the coral bleaching and the death of the coral reef. You know, I found that the, the marine biologists, they will answer your questions if you ask about that, but they're, they're not volunteering loads of information about how under threat the reef is. I think maybe they don't want to bum the tourists out, but we could see as we were snorkeling and scuba diving, you can see the bleached coral where there were patches of it everywhere we went. But mm-hmm. what was harder to appreciate is there were big sections of coral that had formerly bleached and then died. So it's just sort of big gaps where there used to be big coral formations. Okay. Uh, but in general, you know, we also saw lots of beautiful, healthy, just fantastically uh, formed uh, coral, both the soft and the hard coral, which we won't go into the details about the difference of that, Leon. I know we're running out of time.
2: We're going to take a break, right, Leanne?
0: Oh, okay. Are we okay? How many more? How many more of these? You have have 10 Uh, things, right? Five
2: more, Leanne, but uh, five and six are going to go fast. And then we're going to springboard into the second half of our trip. (laughs) Okay,
0: All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're going to take a break to thank a sponsor and then we'll be back. You heard it. Julie just did the Ford Promote. Stay with us. Okay, we're back. We're hearing all about Liz and Julie's trip to Australia. All right, Julie, of top 10 things you learned in Australia, we're up to number five. Is that correct? Okay,
2: we spent a lot of time with fish, Leanne. Yeah. I, I, I quite frankly, I didn't know that much about fish. And now I'm glad I know more about fish. And one thing I learned is that both prey and predators swim peacefully together during the daylight hours. I mean, that we saw that such a wide variety of both big fish, little fish, you know, all kinds of things. But As the sun goes down over the ocean, Leon, all hell breaks loose. (laughs) And fish are trying to find a place to sleep. And this just reminded me so much of our childhood. I don't know what, you know, like (laughs) prey and predators. But as the sun went down at the Dolan house, things happened, right?
1: Exactly. Never
2: really thought of it like that, but sure. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and finally, this is just a travel tip that really the uh, the uh, the uh, jumping off point for most of the Great Bar- Barrier Reef stuff is through the town of Cairns. That's C-A-I-R-N-S, which we pronounce Cairns, but nobody in Australia says it that way. They nobody. say Cairns. Okay, nobody. Cairns, nobody. Cairns like
1: C-A-N-S. Okay. Cairns. Cairns.
2: So, uh, so, and what, listen, our tip to you would be just minimize your time in Cairns. Okay. We've already talked about the library with the giant (laughs) fox bats, Bats. but there's really not much else to do there. So you want to get in there and get on whatever water, you know, boat, however you're going to see the Great Barrier Reef, head out that way. Right,
1: Liz? Just get going. Don't feel like, oh, it'd be good to spend a night on either end, just right here in Cairns. no. No, we did it for you. You don't need to do that.
2: I don't need Just... to do that. Now, Leon and, and Liz, you know that this, the one of the reasons my husband and I, the main reason we took this trip was we this is our 40th wedding anniversary year. So, and as I announced at the beginning of the year on uh, Satellite Sisters, is we're sort of telling everyone we're celebrating the whole entire year. So every time we go to a restaurant or every time we check into a hotel and they say, is this a special occasion? We say, yes, it is. You know, it is our 40th wedding anniversary. And, you know, people are pretty impressed with that you know and uh, particularly people in australia Liam. Li- li- now as we mentioned cairns is not that great of a town and the hotels are not that great but somehow we because we had said it was our 40th wedding anniversary my husband and i got upgraded Liam, wow. to the prince philip royal suite <laughs> 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 that's so cute That's so cute. That's a gimby gimby. That's a, that's a freshie. (laughs) It is. It was, it was quite something. The woman who checked us in, she said, we have a very special room for you. And I doubt that Prince Philip ever stayed here, but that's what she claimed. And it was like a giant suite with a bedroom. It had a living room. It had a dining room. It had a kitchen. It had two bathrooms, uh, you know, a giant balcony. So we spent our evening in the Royal Suite um, where my husband was watching the tennis in one room and I was watching the tennis in the other room. We felt like we needed to use the room. <laughs> that sounds and, very romantic. Yeah. And then we were just yelling at each other going, did you see that shot? Did you see that? We couldn't, we couldn't even hear each other. We were in these uh, other rooms. Okay. <laughs> but you may want to try that. If you find yourself in cans just, you know, and you're celebrating an anniversary, go ahead. Get an upgrade. (laughs) Okay, good one. Excellent. Another
1: thing I would just say about town names. I mean, Cairns is a particularly dull name, but this is a country full of hilariously named towns and cities. (laughs) So a couple of the favorites that I actually passed through that I kept in my notes. um, Woy Woy (laughs) is the name of a town I actually went to. Woy Woy. W-O-Y-W-O-Y. That's a town. And they like the repetition. Another town I went to is Wagga Wagga. Oh, that's a good name. Uh, Yeah. And then if you just want to shorten it, you want to go to the town named Dubbo. Just (laughs) But just Google funny Australian town names, and I'm telling you, hilarity ensues. (laughs) Okay, so while we were on this ship... One of the fun things um was that there, even though there were only other 18 other passengers with us on this boat on the the outer reef they're all really interesting and it's kind of a group of people that are interested in seeing the reef and so there's a certain style of traveler i think that wants to go out on the far reef and do this and so we did have lots of fun meeting the other people didn't we julie like at lunch and dinner you would just always sit and chat to somebody else on the boat
2: they were Europeans, Australians from New Zealand, and Liam, This was not the Viking River Cruise. This, uh, this, this boat was really for adventure travel. It was comfortable, but you were definitely on a boat, and and we were on <laughs> yes. uh, the high seas. <laughs> and, uh, and at times, the horizon, we ran into a little rough seas there. <laughs> uh, that the horizon was doing very strange things. But thanks to those acupuncture C bands, I know. Oh, we, none of us got sick. So we were pretty happy about
1: that. Yeah. Remember when we were in the Galapagos, we had a couple of passages like that. Yes. Oh, there was one day where it was so rough out there, Leon. I mean, Julie's right. This is adventure travel. It's not like you can take your kids out onto the Great Barrier Reef swimming around. But Julie came in. Julie had been snorkeling. The seas were so rough. She was like, oh my God, this is like a whole different sport. This is like extreme snorkeling. (laughs) And it was because the seas were so rough that the kind of, the ocean would be pouring into your snorkel This is kind of what made it so extreme. Right, Julie?
2: Right. I could could barely, I could not hold my hovering position.
0: (laughs) You you were vulnerable to jelly stings at that point, (laughs) I would imagine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: you're trying to purse your lips. It's just very
2: difficult. Anyway,
1: so I started to say, so the people on the ship were all very interesting, and we had lots of fun meeting them. Um, But one of the people we met is a woman named Anne Cairns, which... As we expect, happened to be the name of the Australian town. But she is not Australian. She is from London and she is the president of MasterCard International. And we just got to chatting as we did with everyone on the boat. And she said, oh, we're going off to the Australian Open too because MasterCard is a major sponsor. And then she said, oh, we're having a whole day like a women's inspirational day. Why don't you and Julie come? And so that's that's how I got invited to the summit that Julie was mocking a me about. Summit, yeah. a
2: summit invite, Land. Of course, <laughs> I just started to chuckle. I was like, "Of course, Liz is getting invited to a summit." In. Okay, but I was invited. I was invited. That's my. But story. it
1: was very gracious of Anne to include us in a whole day of things that Mastercard was doing at the Open. And and usually, you know, when you see on a program that something is called inspirational, what I say to myself is, I, I think I'll be the judge of that. You know. <laughs> But this, I know, I'm with you. They, yeah, I yeah, think that's but, a lot to saddle people with. Yeah, you know, but they 100 percent deliver. Okay, so in the morning, oh, you'll love this. So the Australian Open organized this inspirational morning that was held at the very same Melbourne Park that Prince Philip in the Crown when he gets sent to the Melbourne Olympics. Yeah, and he has to like you know. Do the royal duties and things? Yeah. This is the park that oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, naming or whatever. Anyway, so a beautiful morning at Melbourne Park where I was hosted by MasterCard with Billie Jean King as the key speaker, and I want to get back to that in a second, but also a lot of women from around the business community in Australia just talking about their issues and gender equity and really, like, lively, fun, super... Um, Inspirational conversation <laughs> about about how to do this, and Anne, so my host Anne herself was on the panel and had just had a really interesting perspective. How from, or a company like Mastercard, where basically you know they issue cards to people, um they approach it on when it comes to women's issues. She said. Giving people digital identities, including access to mobile banking, is really the key worldwide to promoting equality, that when you put a card in a woman's hand in a country in Africa and she can go use that, it not only gives her access to her money, but it gives her an identity that she doesn't otherwise have as a person in that community. And one thing she said, I wrote this down, she said, they don't have identities. I mean, who are they? They are somebody's mother, they're somebody's daughter, they're somebody's sister. But you start to give people in your country digital identities, and then they have something in their own right, and they can be included in the wider world. Mm. So Anne was great on this panel. So were a lot of the other local businesswomen. And then they also had, remember tennis player Yelena Mm Dokic? So she was like, she became number four in the world at one point. But she was sort of famous for having one of those crazy dads. Yeah. So she has a brand new book out, a memoir. She's Australian, or lives in Australia. And so she has a best-selling memoir out sort of telling the, dark story about what was really going on behind the scenes at the and the abuse at um, the hands of her father that she was going through at the very same time that she was out competing in all these tournaments around the world. And so it was very interesting to hear her. But then later on, when Billie Jean King was on stage, she was the featured speaker at lunch. She had lots of interesting things to say, but she referred back to what Yelena had been saying and made the point that Now, she would probably be much more sensitive and understanding, like, okay, if this is what we're seeing in public, something really bad must be going on behind the scenes here with Yelena. But back in the day, it's a lot of what we see now in a lot of these stories of abuse across all of the sports organizations, right? Back in the day, they thought, okay, well, that's too bad, but they didn't understand that it meant that something re- that they probably should intervene. She said, if I saw the same thing like that now and I was a player on the tour and I could see someone being kind of abused by their father publicly, I would know that there was more abuse at home and oh. I would intervene. But back in the day, we did not do that. Yeah. And I wish that I had. And they had a real. They had a real moment together, which was which was really nice. Then there was another moment there. You know, Billie Jean King, if you've seen the new movie, Battle of the Sexes, what's so great about it? Well, there are many great things about it, but it's really about the founding of the WTA and how, you know, they this handful of women decided to break free of organized tennis because it was all organized for the men. And they started their own league with the payment of a dollar. Do you remember that scene in the movie where they're all holding up their dollars mm-hmm. and saying... Here it is. Well, one of the women, one of Billie Jean King's like you know, the one of the women in that original group was there oh, and cool. said she's still she's Australian. She still has her dollar. Oh. And so she stood up and they were both kind of talking about that moment, starting the WTA, what that meant to them. And then of course uh, athletes being athletes she went on to say yes and i believe i beat you in yes. that first tournament so then
0: you know <laughs> that it, is true Yes, right? that's it, what athletes that's, that's how they think about they still remember yep every right. every point every yes. score yeah every this time this woman is
1: in her 80s and she remembered that she beat <laughs> billie jean king in houston at that tournament uh so that was great and billie jean she was there because it was the 50th anniversary of her winning The Australian Open. Okay. And so she was interviewed by um, some local celebrities. And one of the things she kept saying over and over again is one of her sort of themes in her life is that pressure is a privilege. In other words, she always felt like she was in a position to change the world. And that—that's a privilege, and that kind of all that pressure that she carried on her all those years, whether it was the Bobby Riggs match or founding the WTA or like coming out about her sexuality—all those things. She said, "You just need to embrace those things because wow. that is—it is a privilege that you are in a position to actually make change." Wow! So that's
2: a big thought, Liz. That's that a is very, a big thought. Yes.
1: Yes. And that's sort of the ultimate stay noisy thought, right. right? That whenever you find yourself in any kind of situation where you could speak up and it would be to the benefit of other people in general, but in this case, benefit of other women, like if you can, that's a beautiful place for you to be. Right. And you should embrace that. And so. Very, like, it was a whole stay noisy morning, which I totally loved. And then Anne invited me also. MasterCard had their own thing in the afternoon where it was a much smaller group of women and they have a banner they call Let Her Shine, which is all about working for gender equality around the world and thinking about what do we want the legacy of our generation to be? So we worked on our legacies all oh afternoon. It was exhausting, <laughs> but actually super stimulating. So I, I want to thank them. Super inspirational. It was inspirational. <laughs> yes, as I say, I'll be the judge of that. And it was super inspirational. So, uh, and... So we were away, you know, I was experiencing this and just in any tournament you really see like women stepping forward and speaking up and that's kind of what's inspirational about women's sports in general. Right. But I know back at home, and there was a whole story unfolding in the gymnastics world that sort of plays right into this,
0: you know, stay noisy theme that we've always had. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago on Satellite Sisters, I mentioned that I thought the gymnastics story uh, you know, the abuse by this doctor of hundreds of young gymnasts, I thought it was the most underreported story in sports. Right. You know, I, I hold a lot of opinions like that, that, you know, right. <laughs> you know that I just, uh, you know, and then I, I managed, I mentioned it on the air, you know, relatively briefly. But then I got, we got a post on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page from a listener, longtime listener, Deb McCall, that her daughter was one of the gymnasts, Morgan. So over the last couple of weeks while you guys have been gone, it has it has dominated the news. And I am so glad for that. I think six days of testimony of these brave young women coming forward and talking about the depth of the abuse at the hands of this one man that went unchecked by USA Gymnastics and by Michigan State and by club teams it was an incredibly powerful, you know, week of testimony just women finding their voice and staying noisy but i want to shout out to morgan mccall she is a satellite sister next gen and she not only did she testify she did interviews all over the place she has an active twitter feed i i just wow. google her morgan mccall i think you're going to enjoy um, how old is she she's 19 19 wow. she's a dancer she was unfortunately abused but she held you know feet to the fire the trustees of michigan state said just made ridiculous comments in the midst of all this like that larry nasser thing oh we can't be bothered one of them actually said basically like well you know penn state i mean that was the football team so that was a big deal
1: yeah and and
0: so morgan called him up she called him up and then she had a personal conversation and then she did all these press conferences about it so good for her and you know this was a heartbreaking story but boy, I think those women found a lot of power in the courtroom. Yes. They had that magnificent judge. The
1: judge was awesome. I could see that right. even on yeah. the news in Australia.
2: Yeah, so Morgan. Don't you think that there will be more resignations both at Michigan State and through the U.S. Uh, gymnastics team? Yeah. should be?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think almost everybody has resigned now, but um, but I think it was the pressure of these young women, these gymnasts, and Morgan's a dancer that really, you know, kept their feet to the fire. So I just want to salute her, and if That's you're not amazing. following her on Twitter, please do, because she will go on to do great things. So we will put all
1: of that in our show notes yeah. if you want to figure out how to follow that Twitter feed. That's, yeah. You know, every time one of these stories comes out, we just find ourselves saying how could people have ignored it for so long? Mm-hmm. It's just so shocking, isn't
2: it? It it's is. Just, it, you just don't want to believe that there's anything that heinous, you know. You just really don't, or you know, or and or that it, and that
1: people in positions of authority, Julie, will hear that hear some of this information and just decide. Yeah. Not to intervene. Right. It's sort of like what Billie Jean oh, King was saying. Right. You know, now I know what I didn't know then. Right. I should have intervened. We all know that now. Right. You must but we've step known in. that for a while. I we saw agree. The
0: Catholic Church not do anything. I know. That was terrible. Penn State didn't do anything. That was terrible. So it surprises me that it's a, you know, Baylor yeah. didn't do it. It surprises right. me that it's this pattern of let huge governing bodies and institutions. and I people. know. The NCAA.
1: Yeah. The USOC. Yeah. I feel like there's, just you should step up, Leah. There no. need all new leadership in some of these sports organizations. Maybe we as a team could offer to be helpful here. Well,
0: you know, a lot of those gymnasts now are th- mid thirties lawyers. They should step up. You know, the the woman who's really f- finally busted through and came out, Rachel Dollenbeck, I think her name was. Oh yeah, she's a lawyer. You know, right. let her run it. Yeah. Let those gymnasts, let Allie right. Reisman run it.
1: The people that actually made yeah. the change. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: They're totally qualified. They know what's best for the athletes. I think that's the thing that's stunning. It just, what's best for the athletes was like never considered. Yeah. All by people all along
2: the route, you know? And I think so many people benefited from. The glamour, the success uh, of U.S. women's gymnastics. So many people benefited from What
0: I didn't understand was basically that um, I didn't understand why this guy was more important than the athletes. He was just a doctor. I mean, I know know he was world famous, but seriously, do you know how many sports medicine doctors there are? Like, I just didn't understand why you'd go to the mat to protect that guy Mm -hmm. and not, you know, Simone Biles or any of the other – Fantastic athletes, so Morgan McCall, you're my hero. Yeah, you All know. Right.
1: Uh, okay, that reminds me, we have an event. We have a st- our own Stay Noisy event coming up right, right here in Santa Monica, California. If you want to get on the like hashtag Times Up, hashtag Me Too, hashtag Stay Noisy bandwagon, where your satellite sisters are here for you on March 18th. All the information is on our satellite sisters Facebook page. March 18th, uh, as part of the Women's History Month celebration here in Santa Monica, California, Leanne and I are hosting a discussion called Stay Noisy. We will have women from the business world and the sports world and the entertainment world with us on a panel, including, remember I did a whole episode about going to visit the stages at Land and yeah. Shonda Rhimes' company and what an amazing job they're doing with gender inclusion and diversity? Well, the head of production there, Sarah Fisher, who was my host that day, She's going to be one of the people on our panel. So if you want to hear about what's happening and how to really do something about this, you know, it's just so bogus when companies say, "Well, we
0: can't find women
1: for these." Or as the
0: guy who runs the Grammys said this weekend, "Well, women should just step up in music."
1: Yeah, right. Because like, like, yeah, because
0: apparently we're not trying,
1: <laughs> trying hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> so March eighteenth, Santa Monica Public Library. For those of you that came to our event last year at the library, you know what a great facility that is. Uh, it's not going to be a hilarity ensues event, right? Like last year. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a serious but fun discussion about how to stay noisy. So go to the Facebook page, and all of the details are there.
0: All right. We're going to take a quick break. I know you're going to tell us all about the tennis and finish out your list of top 10 things you learned in Australia. So we're excited for that. But we have a couple of new sponsors that we want to thank. So stay with us. Okay, Liz and Julie, it's finally happened. We... (laughs) We have wait, a sponsor. We have a sponsor that's going to help us get a better night's sleep. I'm yes. so excited. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Cool Jams is now a sponsor of Satellite Sister, and this is what it is. And I know y'all know this ladies, but I'll just say it out loud. Cool Jams is a lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric that helps restful sleep by regulating body heat, which helps you to keep cool. I, it, it's pajamas you don't sweat in. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so- And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros.
1: For, for satellite sisters of a certain
2: age, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what we're talking about, okay? If yeah. You want to stay cool at night, you get a pair of these cool jams. Uh-huh. That's right. It's pajamas, it's sheets, it's
0: other sleepwear, but the whole point is just to stay cool and do some wicking, because you know what I need in the middle of the night? Wicking. Okay. The fibers in the sleepwear pull heat and moisture to the surface of the fabric. Where it quickly evaporates, Liz, and helps keep the body temperature regulated. It feels like cotton. It's Mm -hmm. lightweight and silky to the touch, but it dries four times faster than Mm -hmm. cotton. Have you tried your Cool Jams? Oh, my God, Leanne. I got home from Australia less than 24 hours ago. So the first thing you do is sort of look
1: through your mail and see if there's anything (laughs) urgent. I saw the Cool Jams package. I tore that thing practically with my teeth. I tore that (laughs) open yesterday. Got out of the clothes I had worn on the plane, took a shower, Got into my cool J. I I was in my cool jams all day yesterday at home and sleeping last <laughs> night. I highly recommend. Julie, have you already tried yours out?
2: Yes. So much more wicking, so much <laughs> less thrashing and fluff. Okay. So I'm very excited. I went with the scoop, a scoop net, long nightgown. Love it. <laughs>
0: Wow. That sounds sexy.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, it's you, like a long snack on oh, with wicking. Yeah. If you're not going, if you're going no, on your honeymoon. Huge, long, yeah. huge, long night yeah. Hey girls. No. wear whatever you want. I know. Uh, I I'm got the shorty set. Ball. Long version, okay? All okay. right.
0: I got a little nightshirt and I enjoy it. Yeah, it's really cute. And it's hard to find nightshirts and it's fantastic. It's actually <laughs> wicking nightshirts. <laughs> it's just hard to find nightshirts, Liz. But uh-huh. then you add the wicking onto it. I mean, it's a different it's category. It's a total package. So what's our deal? And it feels pretty good, too. Yeah. You know, when you touch the fabric, yes. it pr- feels pretty good. Super soft. Okay. So here's our deal. Liz wants to go right to the deal. We want to get you right there. Okay. Cool-jams.com. So, you want to go to cool-jams.com. Okay. And if you put in and the, the
1: dash is a dash. You're not spelling out dash. But I think right. That's it's a dash. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. okay. It's an unexpected, yeah. you know, punctuation mark in the middle. Uh, we'll put a link at satellitesisters.com. But if you put in the promo code, Sisters, you're going to get 10% off your cool jams sleepwear. Cooljams.com today. Cooljams.com. Whew, all right. But I think you're going to love it. It's a full line of quality, guaranteed, moisture-wicking sleepwear and bedding, from nightgowns to pajama sets to cooling sheets to cool pillows to more. Cool, cool. Cool. Cool is the key word here. Cool. Cool. cool.
2: It's cool. a cool deal from right. Cool Jams. <laughs> Less thrashing. That's yeah, what
0: I think. There you go. All right. We'd also like to welcome – this is just like a woman-owned, locally hand-produced business, Freshly Pressed – now, stay with me because this is not something you think about all the time. No, you don't think. You know what I need? I need seasonal pillows delivered to my house quarterly. But, but you do do that. You
1: do I do. Mean, do you that. Go out and you freshen up your yes. what's going on in your home quarterly or
0: seasonally. <laughs> yeah. So this this is a craftsman and artisan, and she hand makes these beautiful pillow covers. ...that she will send to you on a quarterly basis. First you get the whole pillow, Liz. Yes. You get the stuffing and the seasonal cover. Yes. And then every couple of months you get a fresh cover that you can remove one cover, put on the new cover... To reflect the season in your home decorating. Here's here's what I already
1: love about this. It's called Zest. And what I love is she sent us the seasonal pillow for the winter season, which is a snowflake. Unlike you, Leon, where you're constantly turning over the decorations in your home to reflect the season. I've never in my whole life done that. (laughs) So the next pillow cover I'm going to get from Zest is going to be... For the coming season will be the spring pillow. I'm already excited. <laughs> and, and then she just sends you the pillow cover because you've already got, the, got fill, the pillow. Right. You've got the pillow. Right. I think this is a genius idea, either for me or for a gift for someone. Yes. Who likes like me might need some seasonal refreshment. Yeah. Well, you know what, Liz? A lot of people really
0: care about their pillows. I, I mean, I have friends that are on point with their pillow game. Yeah. You know, just you can see it. They're changing it all the time. And I'm not I do that with the wreaths on my front door, but not pillows. Yeah, but first of all, the pillow is beautiful, and yes. the pillow cover is gorgeous. We got for the winter season. We got a big snowflake. I have it right in my guest room, and it's you know in California it was eighty two yesterday. <laughs> so I like having a single snowflake snowflake somewhere in my house. But who knows what's going to come? I know, and wait. it is a good. It is a good gift. It would be a good like engagement gift or something mm-hmm. for someone to sign them up for this housewarming
2: you know, gift. You know, yeah, to send to your you know an aunt, to a grandmother. You know, I, I think it's a great thing, Liam.
0: Yeah, people may be confused about the. term pillow membership but don't be it's it's easy concept to get we want you to go to freshlypressed.co okay freshlypressed.co to get all signed up and just check out the beautiful quality and you can see a lot of product at the website and so you'll understand these are special pillow covers so freshlypressed.co all right thanks to cool jams and freshly pressed for supporting satellite sisters
2: well, Lynn, okay, we're, back. we're back to the second part of our trip and that was uh, Liz, uh, Liz and I and my husband went down to Melbourne to watch the Australian Open, you know, and uh, it was, first of all, Australians are great sports fans. And one of the people that was recognized this year at the Australian Open, for the 50th anniversary, was Billie Jean King. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, they had a big ceremony for her after the women's semifinals. And she thanked the Australian players, the Australian coach or, coaches. But most of all, she thanked the Australian fans because they are great tennis fans. They're very knowledgeable. They have a great sense of pride about their tournament and really, you know, sort of creating that sense of fun and hospitality. Right, Liz? Super fun.
1: I mean, this is a great tournament. They call it the Happy Slam. And now that we've been, we can see why, right, Joel? It's
2: totally happy. Now, Leon. one of the other things we noticed about Australians, and I don't know how this is possible, but Australians are great New York Yankee fans oh. and also Boston Patriot fans. Now we know this would never really happen in real life. But- <laughs> right.
0: They don't, they don't understand. No. You cannot be the same. You cannot. No, you cannot. In no, America, that doesn't. Happen, it's either I, New York or Boston or New England. People, but no, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I can't tell you how many people I talked to that were really rooting for the uh, Pats for uh, in the Super Bowl, and there were so many New York Yankee hats. I thought, hmm. what's up with that? So, but that's just the way they roll. They uh, they they really like that. But it was all about the tennis, and for me, as a like a terrible tennis player, it was just such a great thing to be at at the tennis tennis match, you know, because my game of tennis is really a series of unforced errors <laughs> wounded by a couple of shots. That's my <laughs> whole yeah. game. So there's no one that knows more about what not to do in tennis than me. I, I feel like I'm an expert about that. Right, Liz? So uh, I, I was providing a little commentary as we were, we were going on. And what did I tell you, Liz? It was. This was it. There's
1: one point. shot, Leanne. It's all about The swinging volley. There there would be moments where a player would, like, take a shot and let the ball bounce. And and Julie, she's next to me whispering like this, like, like like a golf commentator, you know, sort of telling me what should have been happening. You know, they should have moved up. And she's like, oh. They should have taken that as a swinging volley. Rachel, I picked up that much. It's, it's
2: sort of the lean-in shot of tennis. And I think in particular for women, it's important to lean in. And uh, I, I really, again, I, I have uh, just an error-ridden sw- swinging volley shot myself. <laughs> but uh, you could see at moments that this is the key to success in, in so many things, is mm-hmm. you got to step up and take the swinging volley. you got to take the ball out of the mm-hmm. air, yeah. Yep. Yep. So.
1: Pressure is just, a privilege. Just do it. Okay. Just you see that ball coming at you, take it in the air. Don't let it bounce, ladies.
2: <laughs> okay. So, as you know, Liam, we were there through the largesse of Liz and you know, her her extensive resume and that she was a guest. So, we had just some ridiculously good seats. And at one point, Liam, we had the privilege, okay? We were sitting close enough where we could hear what Rafa Nadal's coach was saying to Rafa during the oh, middle of a match. oh yeah. okay. Yes, this was this was it. I have pen and paper out. I, I I can see. I can actually hear what he's saying.
1: <laughs> and, and Julie's going to take this home to her team in Dallas. Yeah, she's going to have the key insights about really the game-changing moves you can make.
2: This so, is can- the secret to tennis. Okay, you ready, Leon? You might want to write this down. One ball at a time. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that is the secret. The, yes. That is the secret. That's what the coach, the multimillion dollar coach, that's what he the says uncle. to the yep. multimillion dollar player. One ball at a time. You just okay. want
1: okay. it to be more complicated than yeah. that, but darn it, it's not. <laughs> just hit the ball. One ball, ball at, at a time. Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, okay. You know, it is unbelievable that someone like Rafa needs someone to say that. To yeah. Him. <laughs> that should make us all feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, it should also, if you're a sports parent, Just a reminder that even Rafa Nadal needs coaching. Yes. Yeah. Uh 11 Grand Slams he has, and even Rafa needs someone to say one ball at a time. Yeah. (laughs) Just a reminder, sports parents, it's good. All right. <laughs> That's good. But I do feel sorry for them.
1: There's something weird about tennis that they're not really allowed to get any actual coaching no, during the competition. Yeah. So you see them sitting alone, like, in their chairs in the changeover. And you just you just try to put yourself in their head, like, what are they thinking right now? Whether it's that Carol wozniaki like, in the moment, like, can you really – Can you really shut this down? Are you really going to win this tournament? And you're just, you're all by yourself. It's so different than other sports where in between you're getting constant coaching. So it's, uh, I'm not sure why they need to do that, but it makes tennis players really unique in that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. But it is an Open. I mean, uh, you know, I've I've had the good fortune to go to both the U.S. Open and Wimbledon. And Liz, this was your fourth. This is your fourth Grand Slam. You've Mm -hmm. been to all four now going to the Australian Open. And there is something just – it's a a really – Um, It's a very fan friendly event, Leanne, uh, that you can, we stayed in uh, downtown Melbourne, we could walk to the open, that was great. Or if we didn't want to walk, they had a free tram. So you can't beat that. And then even on the grounds, they were very, you know, for a relatively low price you could get in and you could see juniors and seniors. You could watch wheelchair tennis. Uh, You could watch the pros warm up. They had a whole area for kids because they're trying to encourage kids to like tennis. So they had mini tennis and zip lines and all kinds of interactive stuff. And for the adults, they had big screens all over the place. They had created a beach um, on on the tennis grounds. And... They had champagne bars and pubs it was and awesome. you know, food stands and they had shopping and they had interactive games for everyone. So you could have a great fan experience there, uh, you know, just watching it on the big screen. They also had a big area, a beautiful park in Melbourne that, they, that was free so they had a fan zone there so you could just sit on the lawn or in picnic at picnic tables and watch and watch the action on big screens so of all of the uh, all of the major tennis events i thought this was very fan friendly so for not a lot of money you could have a lot of fun and really get into the spirit of the tennis tournament
1: Yeah. I imagine like if you took the U.S. Open, Mm -hmm. which is out in Flushing Meadows, and put it in Central Park instead, like right in the center of the city, how much extra participation you would get from the whole community. Right. That's what it sort of feels like. And it was Roger Federer that dubbed it the Happy Slam. Not – because he keeps winning it, though.
0: No. <laughs> that must good. make him happier. Good for you, Roger. Super
1: happy. We're all happy for Roger Federer, but just because they really take good care of their players and they try to make it super fun for the players and easy. They know it's, you know, kind of an extra effort to show up in Australia. And you could just see just the whole hospitality program, the way it's arranged. It's great for fans, great for the players. We were, we were guests of Tennis Australia. So like, thank you to Everyone there that organized like our tickets and invited us to a few special behind the scenes things. Julie, you and your husband were gone one night where I was invited to a little dinner um, where I got seated at this like super sporting table, which I guess I I am in that category. But these were all like Everyone else at the table. It was almost embarrassing, Uh, like how, how accomplished they were in their sports. Like I was seated directly next to Brendan Gale, who is the CEO of the Richmond Tigers, who had just won the AFL, the Australian football, Aussie rules football. They had won this year, but what was so amazing about the Richmond Tigers winning like their Super Bowl this year is they were last in the league last year oh. so they came from 13 to number one in one season it was awesome so I'm sitting next to Brendan Gale then there's Allie, the woman who was our host on the other side of her a guy who introduced himself as just James and then we got to chatting and he said he was going off to the Korean Olympics oh like this week and so you know we love the Olympics yeah. here at Satellite mm-hmm. Sisters so I so I said oh have you been before <laughs> and his his wife chimed in and said yes He has three gold medals. (laughs) (laughs) Because apparently I was the only person at the table uh, who did not know that he was James Tompkins, a member of what they call the Awesome foursome. Foursome. The Awesome Foursome. Okay, you know. Yes. yes. Well, I did not recognize him on site. So that's a uh, crew. Oh, and, yeah. Right? And so he's got three gold medals. So we got into a conversation. He asked me. He was very nice. He asked me, like, what my favorite Olympics were. And again, just a spectator, James. Right. And, uh, and I said, what was yours? And he said, well, my favorite gold medal. And he said this in a super nice way. Yeah. It's not like. Right. Uh, he said, Athens. And I said, "Why Athens?" He said, "There's just something about the history of the Olympics and being in the place where the Olympics were really invented that was particularly meaningful." And I just love the Olympics so much; I will always think most fondly of the Athens Olympics. So, uh, so that was great. And then another guy on the table, shortstop for the Phillies, Leon. <laughs> Is he Australian? No. No, he's just passing through. He and his wife, they're on vacation. They had gone. They had been in Fiji on vacation. They were coming to. They're just tennis fans. Yeah. So that was super fun. So we had some behind the scenes fun. It's a real sports, crazy country. That's true. In the best possible way. And it was delightful. So if you're a tennis fan in particular, or even just a general sports fan, I'm with Julie. Like this is a super fun, accessible event to go to. So the Happy Slam. The end of January every year. I like I had had this on my kind of bucket list for a long time and I am so happy that oh, we finally got there. I,
2: me too. I would, I would definitely go back. This year was outstanding. We saw outstanding matches Uh and just, it was such a great fun atmosphere to be there. You know, it really, uh and for just a fan, not an expert or a sports star, you know, or, you know, you could just go as a, you know, as yourself to the Australian. Go as yourself, race, okay? yes. <laughs> and have a really good time, Liam, you yeah. know.
1: And both the women's semifinals and the women's final were particularly great, I thought.
2: Inspiring, really. And yes. There were a lot of swinging volleys, Liam. That's all I can say. <laughs> One ball at a time, Joel. One ball at a
0: time. Well, that's about all
2: I know about Australia, Leon. But we have a lifetime of memories. I'm so glad we did it, and it was it was really really fun with Liz. Uh, we, you know, the three of us had a great time together.
1: Yeah, we didn't even have time to talk about what like what the rainforest experience was like going yeah. to the rainforest. So maybe next week we'll do that. But one thing I wanted to mention, one thought that Billy Jing King left us with at the uh, at the luncheon. She said, just think about this. Girls are taught to be perfect. Boys are taught to be brave. Maybe we should think about how different it would be if girls were taught to be brave. So that's stay noisy. That's let the swinging volley be your shot. And that's a good Satellite Sisters message. Excellent. Go for it. Excellent.
0: Ah, oh, that was exciting, you guys. Inspirational. It's yes. an inspirational conversation. But now guys. I've got nothing. Yeah. I like literally
2: I was <laughs> so, flying
1: home yesterday realizing I have looked forward to this like not just since I made the plan in July, but for years I've wanted to go to the Great Barrier Reef and the Australian Open. And now now I got nothing to do for open. the rest of my life. I'm just wide open. Oh so God. if anyone has any suggestions, you know, life changing experiences, I should put on the master plan. I'm uh, I'm all ears because I got nothing. Mars, Liz. Yeah. Mars.
2: <laughs> Mars. You can take the stinger suit to Mars, Liz.
1: <laughs> One final tidbit. On my plane home yesterday, like I had cashed in like a zillion frequent flyer miles to do this whole trip because, you know, you got to use them on the big bucket list items, right? Yeah. And so I had a really good seat on the plane. Directly in front of me, Johnny Mac. Oh, John love McEnroe. Love was in, <laughs> and I don't <laughs> want to... I don't want to invade his privacy by telling you, you know, what he did during a 14-hour flight or whether he put on the pajamas or anything. I think that's too personal to share. But uh, three things I will share that I think it's okay. Number one is he was reading the book Sticky Fingers, which is, you know, the story of the, the Rolling, Rolling Stones. So that's very Johnny Mac. Yep. Number two, he was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Which is like super Johnny Mac, don't you think? (laughs) Yes. And number three, his only piece of carry-on luggage was a guitar. So there you go. (laughs) That's why you got to love John McEnroe. (laughs) He was there doing the American television. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't speak to him at all because I feel like, you know, everybody deserves their privacy. And I did not snap a photo of him, you know, asleep in his – it was tempting. (laughs) Uh, But I enjoyed flying home with John McEnroe. (laughs) Just (laughs) –
0: just a perfect capper. It to was. was. It a, was a capper. Of a lifetime. It was a capper. Okay. Well, I just have one tiny movie tidbit. You can put this on your to do list, Liz. Um, I went to see Phantom Thread. Oh, and uh, I loved it. You did. Yes, but Julie, yeah. this is this is our movie because this is a movie where toast has a starring role. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That is true. Yes. Okay. yes. Very few movies feature Toast, <laughs> and you know how much we love Toast. We
2: we brought Toast back, Leanne. And you Toast
0: had... is pivotal to the entire movie and may okay. ex- you know explain all the Academy Award nominations. <laughs> Julie, don't let people tell you it's a movie about fashion or about food or Daniel Day-Lewis. It's a movie about Toast, Julie. <laughs> it's a movie about <laughs> Toast. Yeah, so I want you to go see that. I want you to go see that. Okay,
1: good tip, Leanne.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, next week we'll be back to normal after mm-hmm. our All-Australia show this week. So we got to cook up some things to do. Uh, There's a lot inside. going
1: on in the world. A lot going on. <laughs> some sure. of which we've been conveniently <laughs> ignoring for the yeah. past three weeks.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We want to thank our sponsors, Cool Jams. Thank you so much for supporting SatelliteSisters.com. That's cool Jams. Dot com. If you go to the website and put in the promo code SISTERS, you'll get 10% off your order. Thank you. We want to thank Thrive Market. Okay, I think you're going to love this place. So check it out. Now would be the time to do it. You're going to get $60 off your groceries, free shipping and a free 30 day trial. Go to ThriveMarket.com. Forward slash sisters. And if you go to that special URL, it will take you right to the page that will put in the discount code for you, thrivemarket.com forward slash sisters. And thanks to Freshly Pressed for supporting Satellite Sisters. For information about their pillow subscription, go to freshlypressed.com co and in in the nav bar there just click on join and you'll you'll be able to read all about the pillow subscription freshlypressed.co. all right sisters anyone have any big plans for this week i got
2: nothing (laughs) i'm gonna go home and get back into
1: my cool (laughs) jams and then i and then do my laundry (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for
1: holding down the fort in such a good way. Mon plaisir. Like, I know. See. It was a
0: lot of work. The, <laughs> the Tina Brown
1: show was awesome. If you haven't listened to our the interview with Tina Brown, try that. Last week, Sheila Monicon. And you've already booked the book club for next month, right? That's right.
0: We're, we have till the end of the month. But I want you all reading Prairie Fires by Caroline Frazier. She This is the story of Laura Ingalls Wilder. We'll be talking to the author the last week in February. And if you read it, we'll start a thread on the Facebook group page where you can ask ask your own questions. We have plenty of lead time on this. So get reading, and form your questions, and we'll try to work them into our conversation with Caroline um, uh, at the end of February. All right, sisters, have a great week. You too, Leah, Thanks, Thanks to our engineer, Sergio Enriquez, here at the Wondery Studio. Thank you. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister.